What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined, as always, or recently, as always, by the uh, NXT correspondent. He's been woken. See. He's been broken. See. And now... He's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? It's, it's me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott, doing the speaking. I'm not broke. Uh, tonight's card. Meh? Meh. 
Yeah. This, yeah, this, was, this yeah. was really. Uh, we're gonna get into this, and I'll, obviously, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get us, I'll get us started off. But overall, this is the most boring episode of NXT I've ever seen. Like literally, there was only one thing that was even remotely interesting, and we'll get into that. We'll mention it later. But Zach, I think we can agree this is boring as shit. Boring as shit. All right. And we kick things off with the most boring WWE talk show in history. Welcome to Miz TV. And of course, the Miz welcomes the crowd to Miz TV as most hardcore NXT fans in the black and gold. I think we can all agree we're vomiting at the very sight of this abomination. Miz then introduces the new NXT champion, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler walks to the ring with with Bobby Roode. Ziggler welcomes Miz to his show, NXT. Miz says he knows the crowd is expecting Braun Breaker to come out here and break things, but that's not going to happen. Footage of Breaker tearing the building apart looking for Ziggler. Breaker is eventually forced to leave the building. Then they start saying a bunch of shit back and forth about how they got money, this person has money, this person has a big house, that person has a big house. Blah, 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 yakety, smackety, bunch of stupid bullshit that's just fucking pointless. Pointless. Uh, just further reminds me of why The Miz is fucking pointless. And then, all of a sudden, we hear that wonderful sound, L.A. Knight. And out comes the one and only, yeah, L.A. Knight. Says last time he saw them, he told them that any given Tuesday to come on down and look at them now. If Breaker can't be here, Knight wants to challenge for the title. Ziggler says he's a fighting champion, but he only fights superstars. Miz puts over Knight, but tells him it's not his time yet. Knight says he isn't a superstar. He's a megastar. This ain't Ziggler's show. This is L.A. Knight's show. Ziggler agrees to the match, but says, I only fight in the main event. I mean, you can hate the Miz. I don't hate the Miz. I don't hate Miz TV. It was actually a good, sort of a good segment. Everything was going just fine, just fine until this motherfucker had to show up. But I want to say that to get on his nerves. But good segment. LA Knight, he's a future uh, NXT champion. Just not right now. Sucks to be him. How bad did enjoy this? Yeah. The only thing Miz said that I agree with is that this main event was going to be awesome. That was the only time I went, wow, finally, Miz, something we agree on. And it made me chuckle. Yeah. So, overall, it was a great segment. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, you know, get, getting coming to his own as NXT champion. LA Knight, megastar as always. Like, the, the one of the most phenomenal promos in professional wrestling. This guy is not, a fu- not just a future star. He's a current star. Like, this dude is so deserving of the accolades that he is going to get in NXT and hopefully on the main roster, provided nobody drops the ball with this guy. Like, the, fucking up LA Knight will be one of the worst things WWE has ever done if they if, if, if it happens. Like, right now, with everybody that's gone to AEW, with all the mistakes that WWE continues to make, LA Knight's one of those guys they cannot sleep on. Because if he goes to AEW, and he goes back to being Eli Drake, they're fucked. They are fucked. Royally fucked. Like in the Gotas? Right in the Gotas. Right in the Gotas. They are, yeah, fuck them in the Gotas. So, this is going to be a hell of a main event. Can't wait for it. Loved every minute of it. Uh, you know, y'all y- 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 know me. Uh, anytime The Miz is on TV, I want to vomit. But we got we got through it somehow. We all we all survived together. Fuck up. I enjoyed it. Okay? You're not the... You think he's hated by everybody. He's not. Yeah, he is. Not really. You saw anybody him with this, Miz TV, the crowd was going with him. Yeah. That was the, the it made me lose respect for the NXT oh, audience. Jesus Christ. 
Just because you hate one wrestler does not mean everybody else does. Really? Okay, well, memorize that and repeat it to yourself in the mirror, if that's the case. I call it like I see it. The Miz is the most disingenuous superstar in the history of the business. I don't know about that. Literally, he has a gimmick that's so totally phony. But it works. No, it doesn't. And on no planet does it work. He is a superstar in his own mind. Oh, why? If he sucks so bad, why do they keep on giving him a lot of money to do a lot of money to do what he does? You know why? Why? You really want to know why? Do I want to? I don't think you want to, but I'll happily tell you if you want. What? It's because Miz is very gifted on his knees. Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. All right. So then we move out. We got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams out to watch the next match. And then backstage, we get a little interview with Cora Jade, who basically wants the attention of Toxic Attraction since they lost the match and Raquel Gonzalez has gotten injured. So we see Cora Jade has stolen all of Toxic Attraction's titles and says they're going to make them come and find her as she struts away with all three belts. Eh? Okay. You you took all three belts and you're going to hide them like a child. Did you like this? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I liked it because the way Cora was talking and then all of a sudden she just casually grabs the belts and the way she just casually, like she's holding on to the belt, like, like she's making it seem like it's not a big deal that she just fucking stole their three titles. Like just, just the swagger and the way she carried herself made that segment work. The only thing that was awkward was the fact that she showed a little bit to get the NXT title off the, the thing. Well, look at the sides of her. I know. That was kind of a botch a little bit. It was, it was, so I'm just saying, when you're, it's like when you're trying to be badass and something, and then something awkward happens to like kill your momentum. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the only issue I had was it was like, that was a little, uh, little weird, a little awkward. Very true, sir. Very, but, very, very, very true. Outside of that, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. All right, moving on. May yes. I take this one, sir? Uh, no, I introduced the match and then you, and then you can oh, talk about ooh. it. I think I should every once in a while. Well, <laughs> hey, th- th- there's a system how this works here. I announced the match, but you get to go first and sharing your thoughts. That's how this works. Okay, here we go. We got our first official match of the evening. This is a qualifying match for the North American Championship ladder match of Stand and Deliver. We got Cameron Grimes versus Santos Escobar. Uh, it was actually really, really good. Did you enjoy it? I mean, it was, I mean, there was psychology in it. It was back and forth. It was physical. I mean, it was, it was good. I'm disappointed in the fact that Cameron Grimes in again. I'm, I'm a, you can tell from, I'm a big fan of Cameron Grimes. Am I not? I like Cameron Grimes. He's yes. my favorite person in NXT. He really, really is. Because he just makes the gimmick work. Yeah. To the moon. And he gets a car going, get him behind. He's way over. He's very over. Cameron He's Grimes really is very over. over. Santos, not so much. Um, I kind of felt like Cameron Grimes should have won this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I, the only thing I disagree with you on is that I don't think there was psychology in this match, but it wasn't a spot fest either. It was oh, just, okay, fair enough. It was just, it was more technical than anything okay. else. I mean, there was a few spots in it, yeah. but they were timed properly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was a technical match. There was no psychology. None. But it was it was still a technical match and and it was a great way to uh you know open the show yep. even though technically Miz TV opened the show I'm talking about as far as wrestling goes this is a good opening match it was right. a very very good opening match and uh, yeah and the winner with a Tantrum driver for the win Santos Escobar. 
Yeah, and I, I, I was not a big fan of that. Yeah, no, 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 there's not. You know, you were not. So, do you have anything else to add to this? Nope, we're just going to uh, cut to the backstage area. Okay, okay. And uh, we see Wendy Chu. Sleepy Chu. Yes, and then she's talking to uh, Dakota Kai, who is talking to whoever's next to her. And then all of a sudden, out comes Toxic Attraction. They're on the hunt for Cora J to try to find their belts. <laughs> and then... Next next thing you know, they're asking if they'd seen Cora. They say no, and then they, you know, you know, Dakota warns them about, you know, it's a big mistake to go after Raquel. They're basically saying we're doing whatever we want because we can, and then we're going to kill Cora J when we find her. But, of course, Toxic Attraction, to me, was not the highlight of this. No, they weren't. Dakota wasn't even the highlight of this. <laughs> it was her. And Wendy Chu was the highlight. Now, Zach... Do you know why she was the highlight of the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, I do. She took a sip of her drink and she said, I love orange soda. Orange soda. I like maybe that just looked at each other and like, what the? the Did she really minute. just say that? <laughs> she just said that. Oh my God. Zach? <laughs> what? Who loves orange soda? <laughs> loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was literally thinking that. <laughs> oh, dude, dude. If we ever go to an NXT event, or if she's ever on the main roster, <laughs> we need to make signs. I'll get one of us. One of us wears, One of us has a sign that says "Wendy loves Love orange soda. soda," and then next to you, I'm gonna have a sign that says "Is it true?" And see how many '90s fans fucking get that shit. Because if you don't get that joke, I can't be around you. By the way, <laughs> no, seriously, please. And by the way, that's from Keenan and Kel. And if any of you comment underneath who's Keenan and Kel, I'm blocking you. I'm fucking blocking you. Let me find out. I'll fucking destroy you. <laughs> it's like, who's Keenan and Kel? Fuck leave. you. Leave. Leave. Bye. Shoot. Leave. Shoot fly. Don't bother me. Shoot fly. Don't bother me. Shoot fly. Don't bother me. Fuck off. Okay. That was a little bit of a comedy moment right there. Okie dokie then, here we go, on to the next thing here. Yes, well we got, yeah, let's see. Okay, so we got our next match of the evening. Uh, if you didn't want to call we, that. Yes, uh, we have, uh, the winner of this match is now, will face Grayson Waller next week for a spot in the North American Championship ladder match. So this is the winner to determine Grayson Waller's opponent. We have Kushida versus the debuting A-Kid. And I quote, <laughs> Boring. It was what we thought it was going to be. And what is that, Mr. Vinovici? It was a spot fest. Due to what? Lazy booking. One more time, Mr. Vinovici. Lazy booking. Okie dokie. Back and forth, back and forth. Tap, tap. A kid words. Okay, who gives a shit? Then you have anything to say about this? Yeah, um, Zach was right for once. Because uh, he, he kind of got a feeling from the promo package that they put out on A-Kid that he was going to be a spot monkey. And I thought, well, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 see what he can do first. Let's not judge the kid right out the gate. And Zach was right. He's a goddamn spot monkey. 
this guy, there's like, they, I mean, there was some technical shit in the beginning, though. You know, Kushida at least tried to keep him on the ground yeah. somewhat. But then eventually, uh, A-Kid had to, uh, you know, become the acrobatic gymnast that every other fucking wrestler is. Circus act. Yeah, the circus act. So we got to see a bunch of circus shit. Um, I would still call it a match because it was still a match, but it was just not a good one. No, it wasn't. This was a disappointment. Absolutely horrible, evil. Okay. On that note, we cut to the backstage area. We got Escobar, who calls himself the greatest luchador ever. Rey Mysterio and Dominic walk in. Dominic says his father is the greatest luchador ever. Mysterio knows that Dominic is the future of lucha. Mendoza and Wild laugh. Electra Lopez says Escobar is going to break all of Mysterio's records. Uh, Dominic says he came here to fight. And he's going to take on Mendoza or Wild. And if I remember correctly, I believe it was uh, Mendoza. Mendoza. That he chose to, 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 to take on that night. Yes, he did. Yeah. So how, how'd you feel about the segment? Oh, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. Except for Santino uh, trying to say he's the greatest lucha, uh, lucha wrestler. I was like, nope, no, Rey Mysterio is. Cause come on now. I mean, I mean, Rey Mysterio definitely has done a lot in his career. Do I think he's the greatest luchador ever? Uh, that's a bit of a stretch. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of great luchador wrestlers, but um, he's definitely heavily regarded amongst um, luchadors as the best. He's, and I remember in Lucha Underground, they called him El Rey. El Rey. Because that's like, that means like king, I think, in Spanish, yeah. if I remember correctly. El Rey. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not, I'm, not, I w- I'm not fluent in Spanish. I only know a few Spanish phrases. Um, but yeah, so there's... I, but I think El Rey means the king, if I remember correctly. I think that's the case. So, yes, yeah. El Rey does mean yep, the king. you're right. Thank God for the internet. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, El Rey means the king. So, then he said he's going to break all of Rey Mysterio's records, which, of course, begs the question, what records does Rey Mysterio hold that he's going to beat? Would be my question. So really, when you look at it, let's see. He's got. Let's let's see if we look at his uh, accomplishments. He um he's been a one-time WWE champion, a two-time World Heavyweight champion. He's a three-time World Champion. Mm-hmm. He's been the Cruiserweight champion three times. He's been the Intercontinental champion twice. He was a four-time tag team champion with Edge, Rob Van Dam, Eddie Guerrero, and Batista. He won. He also was a, was a five-time tag team champion. I'm sorry. He won his fifth tag team title with Dominic Mysterio. He's been a two-time United States champion. He won the Royal Rumble 2006. He won it at number two. I think he lasted over an hour. He did uh, last over an hour because that's the year that Eddie Guerrero passed away. Yes. Uh, he also won the. He also was on TV. SmackDown when they won the Bragging Rights Trophy in 2010. He won a championship tournament in 2011. He's been a Grand Slam champion, a Triple Crown champion. Um, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he was voted Best Flying Wrestler from 95 to 97 in 2002-2004. Uh, his flip dive into the Frankensteiner was the best wrestling maneuver of 95. Match of the year in 2002, he had the match where he teamed up with Edge to go on Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle for the tag belts at No Mercy. Uh, most Outstanding Wrestler of the Year in 96. Rookie of the Year in 90. He had the worst feud of the year in 2008 when he feuded with Kane. That was considered the worst feud of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which it kind of was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, he got inducted in 2010 to the news to the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. So he's got he's got a lot to do. Yeah, so it's going to be an intriguing thing to see 
if he can, you know, break all those records. That's going to be a challenge for Santos Escobar if he ever decides to do that in the future. Very true, sir. Very true, sir. All right, sir. Shall we so, go? So then we cut to the next match of the evening. But before we do that, uh, Saray is walking backstage. She gets attacked by Tiffany Stratton. Stratton beats Saray into the arena. Saray doesn't get a ch- the chance to transform. Stratton rips off Saray's special necklace. And then we have our next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. that. Tiffany Stratton versus Saray. Uh, no. Squash? Squash. 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 Okay. Uh, back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. Cartwheel. Boom. Hit the splash off the top for the win. Tiffany Stratton, a.k.a. the Princess Brand. Where do I fucking begin? Um. Alright. The first thing I want to say here is... I like the fact that Tiffany Stratton attacks Saray, but I want to say this about the commentators. Mm-hmm. The fact that they said Saray didn't get the chance to transform. Yeah, transform. Are we watching wrestling or the Power Rangers? This is, is it, yeah, is it, I'm sorry, was, is it morphin' time when she goes through the fucking <laughs> curtain? Is she a robot in disguise? Is she going to turn into a fucking, like, Honda Civic out of nowhere? <laughs> she just shows up as a fucking, uh, Subaru BRZ transforms. Oh, it's Saray. That's the fuck. That's what the fuck we're getting with here. You don't say transform. That's the dumbest thing you could fucking say. Well, exactly what they did say. That even though yes, she walks through the curtain and she does the whole thing, but you don't say transform. It makes it look fake when you say that fucking word. It's dumb. Dumb. It's stupid. Stupid. You don't even have to bring up the fact that she transforms. Just make that something that we see. Because even though when we first saw it, it was kind of fucking weird. Uh It didn't really hurt the entrance or the match. So we still got to fucking see it. True. So by saying transform, you're basically exposing that there's a transformation. So it was kind of dumb. I didn't like that. And then, but I did, but here's what I found interesting. What? When Saray didn't transform, she got the shit beat out of her. Mm-hmm. And it was a squash. It was a very good squash. So it basically lets you know that Saray has to turn into Sailor Moon, apparently, uh, in order to beat the shit out of somebody in the ring. We're going to get letters. Today, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. So... It kind of reminds me of like when it's like Bray Wyatt when he was the Firefly Funhouse guy and the red sweater, mm-hmm. he wouldn't win a lot of matches or he would pretty much get his ass kicked. But if he was the fiend, he fucked everybody up. Yes, he did. So I think that's kind of what's where they're going with Saray. But still, don't mention transform. Please don't. It's really, really, really bad. No, it's bad. It's bad. Stupid. It was stupid. Very stupid. So um, outside of that, uh, the match itself was a squash. It was good for Tiffany Stratton, though. You know, she got a solid win under her belt. It keeps her good as a heel. But the good thing about this is because she didn't, and I'll say the word again, transform, she can now use that as an excuse or you can use that as as a way to build a match for Stand and Deliver. Where this time she does transform. She morphs into Sailor Moon or, you know, we see, or, you know, and all that and then kicks Tiffany Stratton's ass at Stand and Deliver and gets the blow pop. Yep. So this can work. Next, we cut to the backstage area where we see Gunther confronting L.A. Knight. He's not happy with the fact that L.A. Knight's getting a title shot before him, but L.A. Knight explains that, you know, hey, I'm taking my shot. I've been here. I deserve it. You can have the title shot if you want after I win. I'll give you a shot and we can fight it out. Gunther still has an attitude, but he tries to explain to him, it's sports entertainment. You have one of those skills. I got both. Basically saying he has no charisma and then walks away. 
Mm, no, LA Knight, LA Duke does have charisma. Does he? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's very good at charisma. He has charisma. He's better charisma than half the people in there. That is very true. But, uh, all right, all right. You remember that? We might see a Gunther. All right, they call him that. Versus LA Knight. But I would not mind, mind seeing Gunther as an actual champion. Me neither. Provided that the other two members of Imperium are still the tag champs. There you go. If they keep the tag belts, then he can have the, the title. Sure. Otherwise... Not yet. Nope. But then we see something really cool. We oh, see uh, JC Jane uh, walking through. She sees the NXT tag belt hanging up. She's kind of tapping it, looking around, making sure nothing's going on. She smiles. She goes to pull the belt down. It pulls a lever and it locks her in a. It shuts the doors. Cora Jade locks it, basically dangles the key in front of her. And as JC <laughs> says, I'm going to kill you. And Cora's like, yeah, whatever, and walks away. Uh, I thought this was hilarious. It was very, very fun. Uh, Cora J got her. Got uh, JCJ. It was, uh, yeah, that was clever. I was like, all right, all right. You, you, you pull on some uh, pranks that I've done on a couple people in my life. I'm kind of credited it, but yeah. But I thought this was hilarious. Oh, this is some Home Alone shit right here. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I love it. Like that's This was the most entertaining part of the whole show was Cora Jade setting these traps. That was what made this interesting, what was normally a boring fucking show. Today. Yeah, this was not a good show. All right. Next, we move on to the next in-ring segment. Out comes Tommaso Ciampa. He says he wants to take a moment to talk to everyone about gratitude. NXT is his life. Ciampa says his entire career, he looked for a place he could be given the ball so he could run with it. He found it here in NXT. Success here hasn't come easy. He's been here since 2005. A thank you Ciampa champ breaks out. Ciampa notes his various accomplishments in NXT. Ciampa said he never had to do this on his own because he always had the NXT universe with him. He had them to cheer him on or boo him at his best. The crowd lovingly boos Champa. Champa says no matter how much things change, he never left and the people never left. The crowd breaks out into a please don't go chant. Champa says he isn't sure what his perfect fairytale ending is. Walking into San Deliver as the NXT champion would have been it, but that isn't happening. He had the chance and he lost. Champa doesn't know what is going to happen next, but he wants to say thank you. Tony D'Angelo slides into the ring with a crowbar. Champa turns around and they lock up. Guys, D'Angelo drops the crowbar and picks up a mic. D'Angelo says he could have taken Ciampa out, but he respects him too much. Ciampa glares at D'Angelo. D'Angelo puts over Ciampa and challenges him to a match to stand and deliver. Ciampa agrees. D'Angelo then knees Ciampa in the nuts. Uh, this is one hell of a promo from uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Maybe he's finally getting called up to the big leagues. Good emotional response. Crowd was behind him. Everything was going absolutely wonderful till we had to see the meatball walk in <clears throat> sorry about that and then the uh then the poor tomas chapa got hit in his meatballs because from yeah, i'm not gonna go there but that was a good se- good segment yes uh, Tommaso Ciampa is basically trying to make it clear that he's going to leave NXT at some point, and he needs to. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's nothing left for Ciampa to do in NXT. That is true. That is not me hating on Ciampa. That is me stating a fact. It's time for him to go to Raw, preferably to Raw, because SmackDown ain't safe right now. Uh, I would tell him to go to Raw, get over, and you know, show that he is a top guy on the main roster. And I think Stand and Deliver is going to be a great way to send Ciampa on his way. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say this. I think D'Angelo needs to go over. He does. Because, but make it good. Yeah. All he's got to do is make sure he's the Fuck, new no, Don no, no, the, of NXT. Here we go again. Here, here we go. Here... We go once again. I swear to God. Hey, don't get mad at me just because I'm stating the facts here. He did what he had to do for the family by taking out Champa. 
and becoming the new dawn of NXT. It needs to happen, and I, hopefully they finally do the right fucking thing and get Ciampa under the main roster. That way he can go over there. See, he, see, he was over here. Now he's got to be over there now. Okay? That, he can go over there and say, hey, look, look, look. I was over there. I'm over here now. So uh, whose ass I got to kick first? Can't kick anybody's ass. Anyways, hey, uh, you saying Ciampa can't fight? You got a fucking problem with the psycho killer? You're trying way too hard. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I don't know why you get a heart on every time Tony D comes out. First of all, I ain't got no heart on for no dudes, right? That's not what I heard on the internet. Really? What you heard on the internet? That you like big, throbbing, big, black. Never mind. Okay, let's move on here. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. You see the <laughs> video where I like to slap leprechauns? <laughs> Keep running your fucking mouth. Hey, oh, hey, I'll hey, reenact hey, it. I'll pick a pot of gold or a plate of food because you can buy more food than you. Anyways. Oh, please. You would spend that gold on booze and you fucking know it. Some of it. Anyway, on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, the most awkward match on the whole fucking show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was weird. Indy Hartwell versus Persia Parada. <laughs> Uh, okay, Harwell and Parada make their way through the ring at the exact same fucking time. Vinny, as long as you've been watching this, do you ever see two opponents come out at the exact same time? I want to say Shawn Michaels and Triple H did it once, because I remember one time uh, when Shawn Michaels was like, I think he was the WWE, he, won, he had won the WWE title, and he had held the WWE title and the European title, that's how far back this shit goes, at the same time. But he didn't want to hold both belts, or they didn't want him to hold both belts. So he did something where they did, like, I guess it was a finger poke or something, or they're trying to make fun of Hogan and Nash or whatever. Mm. But basically, Triple Hogan, Shawn Michaels laid down, let Triple H pin him, one, two, three, to become the new European champion. The way it, that way it takes the belt off of Shawn, okay. but it stays within DX, because Shawn's basically saying, I got the biggest title, I got the top prize. I don't need this shit no more. So I think they might have came out together. But don't quote me on that. I don't remember 100%. Because no. it's been a while since I've seen anything Attitude Era. But this was awkward. This was kind of like... They're scratching like, your head. Like, what the hell's going on here? And they're basically... It's like they're, they're, they're doing their tag team pose, but one's trying to get more attention than the other. Mm -hmm. Like, it was kind of like watching, like, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And, like, Marsha and Jan trying to fight for attention in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like... And I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the movie. Remember when the credits... At the ending credits, when they would do the little box thing again where all yeah. the Brady's stand? And then, like, Jan would stand in front of Marsha or Marsha would stand in front of Jan. They kind of pushed each other out of the way... That's what it kind of was like, mm -hmm. basically. It was just fucking weird. But anyway, how would you feel about the match? I mean, I mean, it was great. I, I thought it was entertaining. But then Duke Hudson appears to distract Hartwell. Da, 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 da. And guess who was under the ring? Vinny, would you like to take this? Oh yeah. After we see uh, some decent wrestling, but clearly the story is a story. Is what I call storytelling wrestling. And what I mean by that is they're they're working, they're doing moves, but every but they're not really wrestling. They're just doing things to emphasize size the story like messing with the wedding with the wedding ring like, like when he stomps on the hand it's the hand with the ring or tries to rip the wedding ring off her finger because parada is basically trying to make a point that she's so hung up on being married to dexter that it's distracting so it told that story right there parada then mocks the fact that her husband won't even speak to her which was kind of fucking cold. And then next thing you know, Dexter Loomis slide off him under the ring, distracts Parada. Hartwell rolls her up. One, One two, two, three. three. Indy Hartwell wins the match. And then, <laughs> and then, after the match, 
Hartwell and Parada try to one-up each other by kissing their respective dudes in the most ridiculous way possible. It's like at one point, they go for a kiss, they go for a kiss, they go for a more passionate kiss, they go for a more passionate kiss, they go at third time. Basically, she rips off her shirt, she tries to pull the other shirt, then, uh, Indy basically fuck this, takes, takes Dexter down to the floor, Gives, does does a kiss right there, and then basically Parada does the same thing, and and the whole time, and it was made, you know what made, and what made this the most entertaining mm-hmm. was at some point Dexter Loomis does the thumbs up, <laughs> and at that point, really as a guy, that's all you can do. But I gotta tell you right now, oh, Duke Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis are sitting there going, "We get paid for this. <laughs> I didn't have to wrestle a one match." And yet I'm getting kissed by a hot girl and they're trying to one-up each other to show who's the better kisser. What the fuck? That was entertaining as shit. <laughs> and remember the comment I made? I was like, this is the WWE. This is supposed to be a family show. <laughs> it wasn't right there. That wasn't. I was like... Well, you know how you can defend that, right? How? This is how families get started. <laughs> Very true. I'm just saying. This is so bad. This is how families get started. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. uh, Sorry, kids. The stork didn't drop you off. Mommy did that to daddy. And the next thing you know, nine months later, your ass showed up. (laughs) But yeah. And it was kind of cool because like the way that like Indy kind of took her down and then kissed her. You ever seen Lethal Weapon 3? Oh God, years ago. That kind of reminds me of like Rene Russo and Mel Gibson. Uh Like when they were trying to one up each other by showing who had the better like injuries or stars. Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then at one point, Renee just kind of trips Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then they start making out, and that's when he he, she, he hooks up with her. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Um. So anyway, on that note, we cut to the backstage area. We see Gigi Dolan walking around. She sees her title writing up against the lids of a dumpster. And you know what's about to happen here. She had an airhead moment. Yeah, she gets, she goes to reach for the title. She gets into the dumpster. And I just went three, two, oh, one. one. Boom, they close. And then she drops the forklift on top of the garbage can so she can't get out. And, you know, Cora Jay's kind of up there going, I didn't know Trash could talk. Yeah, I was saw that. I was like, ooh. And she just starts, like, she just walks away. I was like, It was funny. It was funny right there. When I get out of here, you're dead. Yeah, she just struts away. Loved it. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Dominic with Rey Mysterio versus Raul Mendoza with Legado del Fantasma. Uh, you call this a match? Yeah. Yeah, I call this a match. It was actually really, really good. Because you want to lie about the thing I love about Dominic Mysterio? Hmm, he comes out to his own music. He comes out with his own little, you know, outfit. The only thing he does, because he's Mysterio, he does a 619. Take a hint of that Charlotte Flair, but that's not the point. Otherwise, not. this was actually really, really good. Dominic's got a future in the WWE. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And uh, then Brace and Jensen showed up. The back of uh, Jensen's face showed up. Arguing back and forth. Mysterio hits Escobar. Es- uh, Dominic hits the uh, 619 splash combo for one, two, three. And then he does a little uh, Guerrero shimmy yeah. before the frog splash. Yeah, sorry, I which I love that because here's it, it, it's, it's all about the thing that I keep preaching. Now, obviously, I wasn't exactly correct because I noticed that between. Dominic doing that, mm-hmm. and Miz reminding the audience 
that Dominic was technically Eddie's kid because mm-hmm. the whole biological storyline that Ray and Eddie had back in 2005. I keep waiting for the moment that Dominic turns heel, where he turns on Ray mm-hmm. and and drops the name Mysterio, adopts the name Guerrero, and says biologically he's my poppy, so I'm gonna be Dominic Guerrero, and I'm waiting for that. I thought it was gonna happen at Elimination Chamber, and that it was gonna be Dominic Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, which I would have preferred over the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I got nothing against Logan Paul, I just hate The Miz. So, I, I would have rather seen that. So what I think is gonna happen is, I think maybe at WrestleMania, I've got a feeling, I'm, now this might change, because I know I got time between now and the male soap opera moment with the Wentz to make my decision. But I think somehow The Miz and Logan Paul are going to win. And then maybe, just maybe, that's when Dominic turns on Ray at WrestleMania and adopts the Guerrero name. Because think about it. Why else would they bring that up in a storyline? Why else would Dominic be doing Eddie's finish somewhat mm-hmm. in a match? Why? Good question. It doesn't make sense for him to do Guerrero stuff if he's not going to adopt the Guerrero name. And some of you might go, well, it's a tribute to Eddie. We get enough tributes to Eddie already. All right? Yeah, we do. We get There's such a thing as overkill. All right? So if you're not going to have him change his name to Guerrero... Stop having him do Guerrero shit. Yep. That's what I believe. But then, of course, uh, Henley came out to take care of um, Electra Lopez because she distracted Dominic at one point or tried to. Yeah, I saw that. Um, So now it looks like there's a little bit of a team going on there. So it could be like a... NXT faction warfare thing going on. Oh, uh, then I'm sure it's going to lead to we could see maybe something like Rey Mysterio versus uh, Santos Escobar. Like maybe they'll do something where uh, Rey has to fight Santos Escobar uh, at Stand and Deliver and then does the tag match with Dominic later at WrestleMania. That could work. And then that could cause the because maybe like something happens where like Rey gets injured in the match with Santos. And that, and that could probably cost them the win at WrestleMania. Dominant looks at his dad like he's selfish and turns on him. We'll I mean, what happens. If you're right, you're right. And like you have been before. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I, at this point, I know making Dominic, Dominic Guerrero would be a great way to make him a heel. Or it can backfire. It can backfire. I mean, it can totally backfire. You Anything in wrestling can backfire. But I think if we're going to, if you're, for Dominic to stand on his own two feet, give him the name Guerrero. Go. That way, and he can kind of like be like that, and then kind of do his own thing in that regard. I mean, he's already kind of doing his own thing already. Yes. But I just feel like that would be a great way to break him away from Rey Mysterio and have him do his own thing. And I'd like to see what Dominic could do as a heel. I'm intrigued. I feel like there's there's something there. There's something there. All right. And then we cut to the parking lot. Cora Jade has Mandy Rose's NXT Women's title. She decides to steal Rose's car. She had, she, she also had a can of spray paint. Uh, she puts spray paint down, decides to steal the car. Rose ends up in the back seat. She slams her head into the wheel, gets out of the car, Pulls Jade out of the car, beats up Cora Jade, spray paints her back. Dolan and Jane join Rose, and basically Mandy beats the hell out of Cora Jade, decides she will give her a women's title shot at Stand and Deliver, and then the three girls walk off. Uh, that was supposed to happen like that, I'm assuming, right? I mean, she got two of them. Why couldn't she get Rose? That's my question. Why she couldn't, like, you know, spray paint, like, right bitch on the car and just run off. But now she had to be all fancy, try to steal the woman's car, which was open, by the way. I was like, what? 
that gives it right there. There's somebody in the back. It's got to be. Oh, Mandy Rose was there. But I'll have to admit, Mandy Rose beat the shit out of her. You know what? I didn't even think of that till you just said it. What? The car was already open. <laughs> so that just makes Cora Jade look even more stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even... Fuck, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Zach noticed something I didn't. It's a fucking miracle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck. I must be really tired today. But... Oh shit, I am tired today. Who am I kidding? But... This was stupid to me. This could have easily been a great way to get Cora Jade her title shot, allow her to get some revenge on the heels for putting out her tag partner, but instead they got to make Mandy Rose look strong and make Cora Jade look weak. That's the standard. And they spray painted her back and didn't even do anything. Just went. Then toss. Then like didn't they toss it to like uh, into uh, trash? Didn't like didn't really know. Embarrass her or something. No, here's what would have been. This what they could have did. What you could have did was spray paint like her back. Cause here's the thing. When I saw the spray paint, I thought that was brilliant because for those of you who may not remember, and I'm sure, although I'm sure a lot of you do, but for any new fans out there that don't watch classic wrestling, Scott Hall, who passed away, was part of the NWO. And their trademark was knocking people out and spray painting N-W-O on the backs of the people they beat up. What better way to do a great tribute to Scott Hall than to beat up Cora Jade and then use the spray paint on her back You could or on the back of her you could have wrote toxic. But they didn't do anything, just did some weird design. Yeah, you could have did toxic. On her back. Yeah, well, Do something. I know she's itty bitty. You could write real small. This was horrible. It was, was like, stupid. It was so stupid. This, it was it was fun in the beginning, but in the end of it, it ended up like shit. It was half-assed. Half it was ass. horrible. And at the top of it all off, it did nothing to forward the story. But So yeah. now, what's Cora J going to do? Is she even going to win the title at Stand and Deliver? She doesn't win the title at Stand and Deliver. She just got buried. And I like Cora J. Buried. Yeah, that that's it. Done. This was dumb. Idiot. Okay. Moving and on. speaking of disrespectful to... Oh, crap. Here we go. Oh, and we're going to get into this right now. Um, uh, the funny Vince. Please don't get pissed off for what Billy's about to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, the Creed brothers Bivens hit the ring and demand whoever attacked them to come get these hands. Then, MS Gay walks out to say it wasn't them, but the Creed's cost them their shot at the titles last week. Next, Imperium appears in the bird's nest and they laugh at MS Gay and the Creed's for arguing about something they can never win to begin with. Barthel and Eichner challenge MS Gay and the Creed's to a triple threat match at Stand and deliver. Uh, okay, I want to make this short and sweet. NXE, you guys suck. The McCree brothers want the Dusty Road Tag Team, uh, Dusty Road Tag Team Challenge, whatever you fucking call it now. And all the, and, and yeah, everything was right. Now all of a sudden you had to involve the circus at NSG to it, where you, they could get, no. So, because of you, NXT, may God have mercy on your soul. Vinny, I'm going to turn off the mic. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Sir, the floor is yours. I pity you, you poor fucking bastards. Go. This was hands down the dumbest shit I've ever seen. First of all, first of all, I like the Creed brothers coming out and demanding whoever attacked them to come out. MSK, if you were really going to do something with these fucking spot monkey morons... This would have been the perfect time to do something with them. To make them a heel tag team. 
to make them say, hey, we wanted our title shot. Because if Imperium attacks them, it's predictable. It's very predictable. This could have been a swerve. It could have been entertaining. It could have been something. But instead, they come out, try to plead some bullshit case. And not only that, you had them walk out in NWO t-shirts and have the one dumbass in the group go, hey, yo. I'm like, no, 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 no. First of all, this is a slap in the face to Scott Hall. Straight up, slap in the face. First of all, this guy clearly did a shitty impression of Scott Hall. And second of all, if you're going to do an NWO parody or an NWO tribute, you need to do it with people who are top guys and actually fucking matter in this business. Instead, you give it to the worst tag team in NXT and to the most pathetic duo to ever step foot in a WWE ring. Scott Hall's body is barely cold and it's spinning in his grave. This is fucking sad. This was not a tribute. It was not entertaining. And NXT owes the family of Scott Hall a huge fucking apology for this abomination. But then after we get that shit out the way, the second, and you heard us last week, the second the Creed brothers broke up the tag title match and interfered, they knew, I knew, we knew, there was going to be a triple threat at Stand and Deliver. This is the thing I hate about WrestleMania and WrestleMania weekend in the modern era of professional wrestling is that WWE continues to treat this show and this whole weekend like it's one big giant participation trophy. Like it's Pee Wee, Pop Warner, fucking football. Where everybody gets a chance to play. No! This is your biggest event of the year. Not everyone needs to be on the card. Not everyone deserves to play the big game. You need to bring in your heavy hitters, your epic stories, and the people who are going to draw you fucking money. That's what WrestleMania has always been about. You had epic stories going on throughout the year, feuds, rivalries, big moments to lead you to WrestleMania. You have a winner of the Royal Rumble, a world champion. Who's going to challenge at WrestleMania? That's your main event. You then build other matches around, whether you build it up from the Rumble to Mania, whether you started the feud a long time ago, you set up what you want to do and you plan for it. This is why I hate pre-shows. It's why I hate battle royals. And it's why I hate that every year at some point, there's a triple threat or a fatal four-way or a fatal five-way or a six-pack challenge or a gauntlet or whatever. It's just an excuse to get everyone on the card so everyone can have a WrestleMania payday. And you drag these shows out for way too fucking long. And you know, I give AEW shit for dragging shit out long, but that's because they just have matches that, that last way too long. WWE's problem is, is that they got too many fucking matches, period. Bring out your heavy hitters. Bring out your top guys. Let them wrestle. Stop doing triple threats and fatal four ways and elimination matches and six-pack challenges. Nobody gives a fuck. It's okay to have one-on-one or two-on-two. Keep it fucking simple and everything will be cool. You already got a six-way freaking ladder match. We don't need a triple threat match. The Creeds earned the right to have a one-on-one tag title match against Imperium. And that's who and the crowd made it very clear they want the Creed brothers. Nobody in that building chanted for MSK. Nobody. This is stupid 
fucking booking and it devalues your fucking product. Because if everyone can get on the show, then it's not special. That means it takes no skill. That means it takes no effort. That means there's no motivation to step your game up because either way, I'm getting on the card and I'm getting the big payday. Now that I got that out of my system, we cut to the backstage area where uh, Malcolm Bivens confronts uh, the grizzled young veterans and uh, the, the, the other two guys, Idris, Anofi, and... Whoever the other guy is, the guy who uh, the guy who jerks off to Mandy Rose posters every night, whoever the fuck he is. Uh, uh, um, uh, we're going to disturb individual. Yes. Uh, so anyway, no, yeah. So anyway, we get that, and then they basically are confronting who attacked the uh, the Creed brothers. Um, they basically were, um, you know, out of that. The grizzled young veterans claimed they didn't do anything. They're class acts. They said if they knew that doing that would give them a title shot, they would have jumped them weeks ago. They wouldn't wait till now. So uh, they decide to uh, have a match anyway to get something out of the chest. And the Grizzly Young Veteran said, if it's a fight you want, it's a fight you got. So now we know next week we're going to see the Creed Brothers versus the Grizzled Young Veterans as they continue to find out who, in fact, attacked them. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was a, it was a good segment. What do you think? It's a fucking waste of time. Yeah, uh, waste of time. I thought it was funny and everything else. But I mean, yeah, it, was, it was just there. Was it entertaining? Yes. yes. Was it funny? Yes. yes. But in general, waste of fucking time. And I couldn't agree with you more, except for those two other individuals. Like, okay, you guys are mostly deserved. Go get laid. You, you are good-looking guys. You, you, you're... Cut. Anyways, uh, Yes, we got the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler de- with Ro- defends the title with Robert Roode against L.A. Knight. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, it was. It was. Would you see uh, saying there was any psychology in it at all? Yes. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But it was physical. It was good. But you could definitely tell that L.A. Knight's ribs were hurting him bad. Yeah, he kept them favoring the ribs. But what I liked is when uh, Dolph Ziggler headbutted them, waited just a minute, and then L.A. Knight walks up and suplexes him off the top rope. And, yeah. And, and then you can see him still favoring that rib. But then it, it was good. It was good for uh, for a, a closing match. What do you think, think Benny? Stellar main event. Still, yeah. Another yeah, stellar main yeah, event. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> always been a phenomenal worker. Always. <clears throat> L.A. Knight, same thing. These guys uh, definitely tore the house down. Everything was very well done. I figured Ziggler was going to win. I didn't, yeah, yeah. That was the only thing, reason I was disappointed because I knew Ziggler was going to win because they're, he's not he's going to not walk into stand and deliver as a champion. That is going to happen. Um, and then so we got that going on. And um, so eventually Ziggler hits a super kick, gets the one, two, three. Uh, then after the match, Breaker marches down to the ring, grabs a mic, demands his rematch to stand and deliver. Uh Bobby Roode tries to get in his face. Braun Breaker decks him, then gets in Dolph's face. Ziggler accepts. Basically says, you want the match, you got it. So we now know that the main event of Stand and Deliver, because it's only going to be one night, uh, will be Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. You think Ziggler's going to retain? I don't know. Me That's neither. A, this, is, this is up in the air right now. Because on the one hand, uh, I don't know how long Ziggler needs to be the champion for. At the same time, um, here's the complicated issue I have here. I don't know if Braun Breaker necessarily was ready to be NXT champion. You mentioned that before. At the same time, I had no objections to him winning the title in general. Me neither. But here's the thing. If Ziggler does win, I don't want to see Braun Breaker get called up. 
he's not ready for the main roster. Not ready yet. He should, he, he's got a good, really good head on his shoulders right now. And look who his family is. So, Braun Baker, NXT. God's sake. Keep him. And speaking of that, uh, I'm going to say this real quick. Just a little side note thing here. Because um, earlier, uh, Zach and I did a variety show. But the variety show is probably not going to air until sometime after Mania with all the stuff I got to post and all the content that's coming out. So I'm not going to get a chance to talk about this till later. But there, because of Braun Breaker's success and the fact that this match is happening, there's rumors that we could see the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner, going into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, they could be... Because uh, every year, they, they the, the Hall of Fame classes is of a valedictorian, yeah, they, which, yeah. which in this case is The Undertaker. Yep. There's a dead person that goes in every year. That's Vader this yep. year. There's at least one woman uh, where you talk about her on the show, and that was, of course, uh, Queen Charmel. Queen Charmel. And every year there's also a tag team. Yes, there is. So I, I've been thinking about it, and if the Steiners are on good terms, which I've heard they are. Hopefully. Uh, I know Rick Steiner definitely is because he was at NXT to watch his son win the belt. I've heard that Scott Steiner has made amends, but... I've only heard that through a select group of people. I don't know that for sure because I know Scott Steiner's talked a lot of shit oh, about, yes. the, about WWE. He's made it very clear he doesn't like Triple H. He didn't like Stephanie, uh, and he runs his mouth constantly. So my big thing is if they were to get a Hall of Fame induction, yep. would they accept it is the first question. Mm-hmm. And the second question is, is WWE willing to take the biggest gamble – in all of professional wrestling, and give Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner a live microphone. Uh, I don't know about that. Zach, <laughs> you've done an, you've worked an indie show with me once. I have. You've seen Scott Steiner with a live microphone. I have. If you were Vince McMahon, would you give him a live microphone? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Curtis, you had that show. He's like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, how hilarious that would be. It'll still be fucking horrible. Because here's the burning question, though. If they did give Scott Steiner a live microphone, would he use it to shoot on people? Or would he maintain his composure so he doesn't bury his nephew? I uh, think. Yeah, 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 if you yeah, don't bury your nephew, it's like, here, thank you so much. I accept this. Good peace, goodwill towards men. And basically, here's a couple thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Sorry for all the crap. And just go on. Yeah. Give, give, him a good, give him a good hefty payday. Give him a good hefty payday. And then just tell him to thank whoever he wants to thank. Tell whatever stories he wants to tell. And just, I, I think that's the best way to do it. Because, like, I, I know Scott likes to run his mouth. Yeah, he does. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not insulting him. I know that Steiner speaks the truth. He keeps it 100. He can sometimes be a bit of a hothead, but over the years, since he's been married and has kids now, he's cooled down a little bit. I've met him in person. He can be a nice guy. Scare the fuck out of you, but still a nice guy. So I think out of respect for his nephew... And the fact that they know they've been treating his nephew good, I think Steiner would be Scott Steiner would behave himself. Because look, I know Scott has a lot of shit he wants to say to people. It's not worth burying your nephew's career just to talk shit about people and make yourself look bad in the process. Because really that's what's gonna happen. 
Mm-hmm. If Scott if Scott Steiner gets hot headed and runs his mouth, he's gonna bury his nephew. Very true. They do. It does reflect on the children. It does. Okay. Don't believe me? Call Tamina Snuka. See how her career is fucking doing. Not that good. Yeah. Ever okay. since ever since Jimmy Snuka almost got arrested for third degree murder, Tamina's career has not been the same since. No, it has not at all. Not yeah. at all, not at all, not at all. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'm concerned with. But I will say this, though. If Braun Breaker does win the NXT title, mm-hmm. I'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I- I'm willing to accept that decision. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't win, do not call him up. No, not yet. Keep him on NXT for a little while longer. Let him get himself more developed in his in-ring skills. And then, when the time is right, then call him up. When I would say give him till give him about another year. Yeah. And I say call him up by the Royal Rumble. Okay. And if he's the star that I know he can be by the time they get to the Rumble, I'd make him win it. Yep. Go to the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Win that fucking title. Win that fucking title. Become yeah. the win the big one. Be the big star. Yep. I think I know he can do it. Yeah, he can. I just know he needs more time to get a little more seasoned. Seasoned. So, and that's just my opinion. So, on that note, uh, you got anything else to add, Zach? No, sure, I do not. All right, so we're going to wrap up this uh, recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I think you're taking time. Of course. Busy schedule to join me here, man. I look forward to having you back on next week. I'll be here. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube videos from Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, our archive watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos, including our St. Patrick's Day video that we got up there. Make sure you guys go over to the YouTube channel now and check that out, especially with St. Patrick's Day coming up in just a couple of days. So make sure you guys check that out as well. And of course, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you know when the new content will be on its way. We got new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming up soon. Some archive watch parties. Check them all out. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next guaranteed watch party will be Sunday, April 3rd for night two of WrestleMania 38. So make sure you check that out. Also, as far as night one goes, I have not decided yet how that's going to go. Because uh, we're going to be, I'm going to be in Dallas for WrestleMania, but I'm not going to be going to WrestleMania. I got other events going on. Uh, Thursday, March 31st, we're doing a show with Matt Cardona. Friday, we're going to be performing at Hyenas Comedy Club with Rebuilding Buff. And then Saturday, we're going to be at WrestleCon. And then Saturday night, we're flying back to Atlanta. So I, we will not be doing a live stream, at least I won't be, for night one of WrestleMania. Now, if the team decides to get together and any of them want to do a live stream for night one, I will be more than happy to let them do that. They are more than welcome. And, but night two is when I have planned to have the team together to watch the show. So we'll definitely have one on Sunday, April 3rd. Keep Be on the lookout. Keep checking our social media pages for updates on whether or not there will be a night one live stream. And from what I've seen on the card, I don't feel like I'm missing anything for night one. I 100% agree with you. Night one's pointless. 
And of course, make sure you guys check out our D&D show coming out later this year, Boochcast Dungeons and Dragons. I got a name for it. I'm still trying to come up with one, but when I do, I'll let you guys know. It's going to be a good one. Also, make sure you guys check out the gaming that we got coming soon. Uh, we got Elvis in charge of that. He's going to be using his Oculus to get a lot of uh, fun gaming for the, for the Twitch channel. Also, I got WWE 2K22, and we will soon be doing our MyGM mode, Boochcast Booking Battle. That's right. Elvis is going to put a roster together. I'm going to put a roster together. And we're going to compete to see who puts on the better shows. And when it's all said and done, we will find out once and for all who's the better booker man. Vinny Bucci or Elvis Delinsky. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast. Go to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We got three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is 99 cents per month. We use this for our fans out there who want to help out the show but don't have a lot of money to spend because you got bills to pay and mouths to feed. We are not the type of people who will guilt trip you into supporting the show if you can't afford to do so. If all you can do is listen to the show and then spread the word and tell your family and friends, share links and all that, if you can at least do that for us, that's all we need. That's all we require from our fans. But if you want to put a little skin in the game and help us out, you can go to the 99 cents per month section. Why? Because it's 99 cents. It's not going to hurt you. You're not going to miss it. But it's going to be helping us out a great deal because every little bit that our fans donate helps us grow the show. We also have the second level you can donate at if you want to donate a little more where you can donate for $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we are all about taking care of our fans and giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with either a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work really hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed this angry, grumpy gentleman here, ramen noodles, and try, I swear to God, we try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>